Welcome to the Weight Loss for Nurses podcast, where nurses come to learn how to lose weight for good by ending the BS cycle. So if you are a busy, stressed out nurse, and no matter what you do to lose weight, nothing is working, then you are in the right place. Each week, I will show you how I lost 100 pounds, but more importantly, I will show you how you can be able to enjoy your job and your life. So let's get started. Welcome. I am so excited to have you here listening in. This week's episode, I'm going to talk about having your own back. And there's a couple of reasons why I want to talk about it. And one of them came from, you know, I it, it's Christmas is a couple of weeks away. And I was so fortunate to have the opportunity to go watch my granddaughter's first Christmas concert. She's in grade one. So it's her first concert and everybody's excited to watch her. She's excited. But what happened was is so she got up on stage with all her classmates. She was on the second riser at the end of it. And she was in there doing all the actions to the song. And then what ended up happening is she when she was moving around, she stepped a little bit too far and she fell off the edge. And what happened in that moment, I am so proud of her, was she fell off and she like gave herself a minute and all of us were on our seats, like almost ready to get up and get there for her. But she got up, she got back on the riser and you could see, like she stood there and you could see the tears, they were going to come. But in that moment, she stood there, you could see her just sort of being with the tears being with how she was feeling. But because my daughter has taught her how to be with what's going on, what happened, be with the feelings, what happened next was, is after she stood there processing it, she realized that she wasn't hurt. She was just shaken, rattled, and she started singing and doing those 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 actions again to the song and she looked at us and gave us a thumbs up and smiled and that's how you become emotionally resilient is you learn that whenever anything comes up you have a feeling and it's processing that feeling that instead of like numbing it out avoiding it denying it in that moment she was able to process it and then because when we are let ourselves process it, then we can go to what decision do we want to do next instead of shutting down and like a lot of us turning to food. The other reason why I wanted to talk about having your own back was one of my clients this week, we were talking about uh, wanting to be in a relationship, wanting to find a, a spouse. And I asked her, like, you know, what do you want in a spouse? Because that's really important. We have to focus our brains on what we do want, not always what we don't want. And one of the things she said to me was, I want somebody that has my back. And in that moment, I stopped and I paused and I asked her, do you think you have your own back? And she actually stopped and she never been asked that before because I know I sure didn't. Like back in the day when I was struggling with a lot of things, 
And I was, you know, I remarried, I have married a second time. And I remember telling him, I just want you to have my back. I, you know, I need you to have my back. But what I realized, and I said that a long time, and then I started into coaching, having a coach, I got into a coaching uh, program. And that changed my whole life. But what I realized was the fact was, is what was going on is I didn't have my own back. So here I am telling him, this is what I need for him. But I didn't have my own back. I needed so much more from him to really compensate for my lack of having my own back. I needed him to do it for me to have my back because I wasn't doing it for myself. Like that really was my light bulb moment that, um, you know, realizing that the problem isn't that, you know, he isn't um, having my back because really he did have my own back. I just couldn't see it because I didn't have my own back. I was so focused on him that I wasn't focused on myself. I was looking for somebody else to do it for me. So when I realized all this and learned how to have my own back, that's when my whole life shifted. And actually my marriage became so much better because then I took the responsibility on myself. And also I could see that he actually is there for me and he wasn't having, you know, he wasn't not having my back. So let's get started you know, talking about, you know, having your own back. We are so good at having other people's back. Like, like I said, I don't know about you, but what I was taught was, you know, we look up for other people, you know, all the people that are close to us, we support them, you know, in what they do and what they don't do and whatever happens, you know, you're kind and compassionate towards them. You're not mean, rude or hurting. Like, how you, you know, it's how, think about your best friend. How do you treat that best friend? This is how you treat your best friend. So that is like, we are so good at being a best friend to somebody else, but we're not being a best friend to ourselves. So what does it mean to have your own back? It means that when things don't go as planned, you will support yourself in that kind and compassionate way. It means believing in you and your and what is possible for you. Just like the people that, you know, that you love, you do that for them. You don't talk to them. Ah, you can't do that. You know, what's, you know, you can't, you, why believe in yourself type of thing? Like, it's about believing in yourself. Be your own best friend. Having your back means that, you know, when it comes to making decisions, you know that whatever happens, if it doesn't turn out the way you had planned, you are kind to yourself. That internal conversation with yourself is one that doesn't have shame. It doesn't have blame. It doesn't have you beating yourself up. You take care of yourself that no matter what, and I don't know about you, but this one was a big one. No matter what, like it was focusing on no matter what happens, like I didn't need my husband to to fix things and solve things because no matter what, I could do it for myself. I can figure it out for myself. That's like that's 
responsibility on me, but that's a good thing. Because remember, if we are responsible for, you know, what happens and what doesn't happen, then we can make any change we want. You know, it's getting curious on what and why it happened. Like, so that, you know, when it happens, you can really get curious on, okay, what am I learning from this? How can I make changes so that the next time you do something, it changes. It it doesn't stay stuck in that downward spiral of doing the same thing over and over again and nothing changes. But what I see in my clients when they don't have their own back is, and this was me too, like I, everything I'm talking about here, it's like what I've gone through and I still work on myself. There are still times where, you know, I've got to catch myself, but one of the things I do see is when they don't have their own back, they're afraid of making decisions. That's because they fear making the wrong decision. They f- they're they so afraid of failing. So that then if you're afraid of failing, you, that keeps you stuck in indecision and doubt. You know, you end up playing that what if game inside your brain. And the thing is, staying in indecision is safer for you than making a decision. And what happens if then it doesn't turn out and then you failed? And then what happens is that harsh critical voice inside your head takes over. So you staying stuck in that indecision is protecting you from that critical voice going off inside your head. But having your own back how that will look with decisions is you're willing to make any decision because no matter what, through failure, through disappointment, whatever happens, you've got you. Like you talk to yourself in a kind and compassionate and supportive way because when you talk to yourself in that way, then, like I said, you can get curious. You can figure out what else to do. It will keep you moving forward. But I hope you can see that when you don't have your own back, it keeps you stuck. It keeps you struggling. So that internal narrative you having going on in your head, like that alone, that critical voice, that's that's you not having your back. Like really, I want you to imagine like that possibility that if you stopped that critical, judgmental, that beating yourself up voice that's going on inside of your head and being kind and compassionate with yourself, like how much how much different your life would be? I know for me, that's what, cha- this was the biggest thing that changed everything for me. It actually, what ended up happening when this all shifted, when I got into getting coached was, I didn't feel so alone anymore because I was there for me. I supported me. I had someone along with me, like showing me the possibility. I didn't need my husband to be that one. I was the one going along with me. So this beating ourselves up, like I know for myself and all my clients This is the biggest struggle that's going on. And where it really comes from, there's a couple of places it comes from. One is the when we were growing up. 
so many of us is we grew up with, you know, having a lot of rules on what we were supposed to do, you know, how we were supposed to behave, uh, what we were supposed to, to do for others or whatever, like how we were supposed to act, all of that. And what ended up happening is to get us to do things, anything, what ended up happening was, I don't know, this is the way I grew up. It was either through punishment, treats, bribes, or rewards. So that led us to believe that the way to change was, you know, you had to either punish yourself or reward yourself. So no wonder we ended up, you know, if you were raised this way, you're punishing yourself is coming out in how you talk to yourself. Because like, I, I was talked to very critically. So I just took on that. Like, I was, you know, why didn't you do this? What's wrong with you? Um, having you learned your lesson? Don't you know better? Like, those are some of the things that were said to me. And so I took it on that I had to talk that way to myself. So if that's what's going on with you, I just want you to know there's nothing wrong with, with how you're talking to yourself right now. You're, you're not broken. It's not a bad thing right now because that's the only way you know how. But we're going to shift this. Like it's really now starting to, we haven't questioned why we talk to ourselves this way. And that's what I want you to really start looking at is catching yourself when you are talking to yourself is this really happening? Helping? Sorry, because I didn't. I just thought that's the way you talk to yourself, right? And then you add in dieting. Like, how many times have you starved yourself, done the extreme exercising? Because really, that's what diet culture has shown you, and to like shown you on how you are supposed to take care of yourself. That's the way you take care of yourself. You know, remember, you're supposed to lose the weight. You're not supposed to be overweight. And to, to take care of yourself, to get too healthy, these are the things you've got to do for yourself. You know, they, you know, you talk on, you took on this belief on, you know, you'll be happy when you shed the weight. So really, you know, taking care of yourself, these are the things you're going to do. But, you know, it's not like, it's so funny because, having your own back diet culture is showing you to have your own back these are the things you have to do right starve yourself do extreme exercising but that's crazy isn't it we have taught ourselves to be harsh and mean and critical and really push ourselves in things that aren't feeling good for ourselves that's how you look after yourself right but we've got it so backwards. So we have to really, you know, relearn what taking care of ourselves and having our back is. And, you know, it's that, you know, the dieting thing that we go on these diets and we fail yet again and we beat ourselves up. But what if there is another way? It's not dieting. It's not beating ourselves up, but it's changing how we see having our back looks like having my back you know was something i had to learn and what i helped my clients learn it's you know really questioning so much that's going on so 
how does, you know, what I do with my clients is we really talk about, like, how does having your own back show up in your life, show up with your eating? And if you have that strong belief, you know, that you can't control yourself around food. So for me, it was, I couldn't control myself around ice cream. Like that was my big one. And I knew that I could, you know, tell myself, you know, you can't have, like, I would tell myself, you can't have it, right? And then I knew there were times where I'd say, well, you know, how about just have a little, but I'm like, yeah, no, if I have a little, I'll know I'll never be able to stop myself. That never happens that I can just have a little. So I believed, you know, diet culture was telling me that, uh, you know, you don't bring it in the house. How many times have you been told that, you know, to stop yourself from eat, overeating, binge eating, whatever it is on your, your trigger foods or whatever you want to call it, just don't bring it in the house, Right. And having it is wrong because you shouldn't be having those foods. That's wrong. If you want to lose weight, be healthy, those are wrong foods, the bad foods. But, you know, what was ended up happening is, so I would have this thought that, okay, I know all this, I shouldn't have it, that's bad and wrong. And then the thing is, I still, I wanted it. The thoughts of wanting it, you know, I I have this desire, this craving, this want for it. But what in those moments, then what happened was, is I had these desires and then I'm beating myself up for having those thoughts. But what changed everything and how I can take or leave the ice cream right now is I had to let go of the fact that first I shouldn't have it, that it's not wrong or bad to have it. Instead, this is how you change the grip that certain foods have over you, the foods that you are telling yourself right now you can't control yourself around. It's you have to allow yourself to have the ice cream. And and honestly, initially, when you start doing this, I know I've heard this before. Well, I'm going to wing the other way. I'm not going to be able to stop myself, yourself. And yeah, that's going to happen. And like I know your self-critical voice is going to come in super harsh. And what I want you to know is that is a normal thing to happen because you're doing the all or nothing thing right now. But the only way you got you can stop this all or nothing is you have to allow yourself to have it and then just be very aware that thoughts that come up are going to be like, you know, what's wrong with you? Why can't you stop yourself? Um, you shouldn't want it. You'll never figure this out. Like you'll have these thoughts like all day consuming your brain. But what it what happens is through learning to have your own back, that like it's about self-coaching yourself. So when my clients come to me, I first doing the coach on them and I teach them how to do it to yourself. But as you keep doing this, what you do is like in self-coaching, we first start getting really aware of those those criticizing thoughts that are going on in your brain and really start from that place. So I'll give you an example. Like this is how it how it goes. And this is what I did. And I still do it. I, I self-coach myself on a lot of other things. So right now in my life, like food isn't my struggle, but other things come up. So it sounds something like this. Karen, like I talk to myself in my head and I tell my clients, 
talk to yourself, have a conversation, pretend you're talking to your best friend. So I say like, Karen, I know you want it. That's okay. Like it's normal that you want it because you've told yourself for such a long time, you can't have it. And then like, you, like, you know, the only way to stop yourself from talking so harshly is just, just be kind, be compassionate to yourself. Like just be in this moment, feel how you feel in your body. I know you're feeling shame. I know you're feeling regret. I know you're feeling disappointment, but how are you feeling right now in your body? Where are you feeling it? Like I'm here for you. It's not going to hurt you. Like we'll get this through together. Like I know you want it. And then if I did eat it and the next one is, I know you ate it and that's okay but this won't happen forever. Like I've got you, I'm here with you. We'll figure this out. This self-talk, because right now, think about the self-talk that's going on. It's really critical. So you, it, like my clients think I'm so crazy talking to yourself. But the thing is we're talking to ourselves already just in a self-critical way. So why not talk to yourself in a more, in a kinder, compassionate, loving way? This is something that, you know, I had to learn and my clients are learning with me because those self-critical judgmental thoughts have been repeated for many, 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 many years, I'm sure, in your head. I know for me, like it was 30 years. You have to learn how to talk to yourself in a whole new way. And that is how long-lasting change takes place because right now you're beating yourself up to try to get you to stop the overeating, to change things. Has it worked? I guarantee you it hasn't worked because you're listening in. This is how you will get long lasting change. This is what I do with my clients, like really teaching them to self-coach themselves, having that better conversation in their mind with whatever's going on. Like that's how things, how things shift. Really being, learning how to be your own best friend loving, compassionate, supportive to yourself, that, you know, when you do that, you're no longer wasting time being stuck in doubt and indecision because you're not afraid of, of, of how you're going to treat yourself because there's no such thing as failure, right? Instead, you make, you know, decisions quickly because, you know that whatever the outcome is, you're going to look at it from a place of, I'm going to learn from it. So then I can make changes and do something different next time. It means believing in you and believing what's possible in you. But I think, I don't know. For me, this is the biggest one I see. It was for me, was I, the thing was, I was fighting for myself because this was something I said to my husband for so many years. Like I was not fighting for myself. Sorry. Like I, like I, I remember telling him, like, I want you to fight for me. But when we have our own back, we fight for ourselves. We figure things out. We do what we need to. For me, this was my biggest one. I didn't need him to fight for me anymore because I did it for myself now. So this is how you end this struggle with food and weight. It's training your brain to intentionally see that you are worth doing everything. Like when you have your back, 
you know you're worth it. Like those self-critical thoughts, if they come up at all, you coach yourself through them. You're able to move on, discard them, let them go. And you move with like into thoughts that I say it over and over again, loving and supportive ways, because that is how you have your back. When you do this work, that self-critical voice gets less and less. And when it comes up, like, honestly, like you move on with ease to a much better thought. And I'm not saying avoid, deny the thoughts you're having. You make them as normalized. You normalize them. Like you're compassionate to having that, having that thought, but then go, I don't want to hold on to this anymore. This is stopping me, holding me back from what I want in my life. What else do I want to think? How else do I want to, what else do I want to focus on? So when you have your own back, Nothing can ever hold yourself back because you believe that achieving anything you want in life is possible. And I want that for you. So if you need any help at all with this, I am here for you. You can always get in contact with me in some way. In the show notes, there is a link to um, contact me or you can go to karenshable.com. I'm here for you. You are worth it. Keep telling yourself that. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Weight Loss for Nurses podcast, where my goal is to help you end the BS cycle so you can start enjoying your job and your life and lose weight for good. To learn more about working closely with me, please visit me at karenshable.com and I'll see you next week.